Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard. Making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to episode 177 of the Glovers cast and the eagle-eyed of you will realise this is a slightly different episode. We've given Ben, Ian and Dave a well-deserved night off and it's a girls takeover of the Glovers cast. So joining me, Sheridan Roberts, the two very able women to talk all things Yeovil Town, Jess Watts and Debs Curtis. Welcome to both of you. Very excited to have chats about Yeovil Town and of course I should refer to you as Mrs Watts now Jess. Yes very exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> Such exciting news and uh, you've been topic of conversation haven't you both uh, with your postponed wedding dates on the podcast but <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's have a chat about you guys. Debs let's start with you let's just get a little bit of background about your relation long time relationship with Yeovil Town and how are you feeling about the new season? Uh, I'm quite excited for the new season. Um, I mean, I've been a fan for just over 25 years. Um, my first game was the epic Enfield at home game where 2,000 people were locked out. And I feel truly honoured to have been inside. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I've been home and away and we've done a few away trips last season and um, the children have started to get into it, much to their disgust sometimes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm hopeful. Um, yeah, who knows? We can only stay positive and yeah, good things are coming, hopefully. 
Let's hope so. And, and Jess, I see you a lot at away days and home games. And of course, you met Elliot through Yeovil Town. And how are you guys feeling about the new season? Yeah, we're both really looking forward to it. I think we're both a bit more optimistic than we have been in previous seasons for the start of the season. So, yeah, um, looking forward to it and hoping we can get some big crowds back again. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? And uh, Chris Hargreaves has been hard at work and a lot of uh, players have re-signed, which is great news. I think we can all agree. But this week, the, the new signing, Malaki Linton, let's talk about him. I don't know about you guys. I didn't know too much about him, but 21-year-old striker, National League experience, spent some time on loan at Kings Lynn. I actually missed the away game at Kings Lynn, so I couldn't tell you if he, he did play against us, but... We said we wanted a striker and got a striker in. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's a good signing. I think he's young and I think, as you say, he's got experience in the league. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good signing. And um, what I'd like to see is a sort of James Hayter style player play alongside him, maybe some of a bit more experience as well. I think sort of the old James Hayter, Paddy Madden tag team would work quite well. Um, that sort of style of football works really well and um yeah looking forward to seeing him play and Debs I don't know if you watched his his interview he seemed like he was very motivated indeed absolutely I mean I've I'd never heard of him um so I did a little bit of googling obviously um the the thing I like is the fact that he doesn't get booked very often um I think that's <laughs> love that I think that we just as a team we need to work on because the discipline records let's be honest the last few years has been shocking it's the only um table we've been top of um, and it's not the place you want to be. So, uh, yeah, someone that can stay on their feet, score a few goals, get the crowd going and get a few people back. Yeah, eight goals in 20 National League games. And then it was sort of faulted because he had an injury. But it seems like that's behind him. I think when they're that young, it's OK if they've had sort of a, a bad injury in an operation. Josh Nurfield, how he came back. I think if you get injured that kind of age, you're, you're doing OK to come back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think it's similar with players like Charlie Wakefield as well. It's evident that he's had a few injuries in the past. But yeah, as a young player, they do seem to bounce back quite well. So hopefully, yeah, as you say, it's behind him. Yeah, I think I agree with you that what we're just missing probably is the experience. I mean, I think we all agreed. Well, I might be speaking for you here. Agreed with the release list. But that was a lot of our experienced players that were gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I probably would have kept Alex Bradley. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit shocked that he's gone to Tamworth. I yeah, think Tamworth. He, no, no offence to Tamworth, but he's way better than that. He just wasn't given the opportunity here. Um, yeah, like, like a lot of people, you know, they, they do go out the door. They do better than us. They score against us and yeah, <laughs> they end up sticking one finger up at us. But let's <laughs> Might have to wait to draw Tamworth in a in a cup, I guess. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> that is definitely going to happen, isn't it? And then Reuben Reed, of course, signing for Western Supermare, where I live in Western Supermare. Again, I think that's a a lot lower, two leagues below us. It's quite a drop. Yeah, I I think that was quite a shock for a lot of people. Like, I'm not going to rave about Reuben Reed and say I'm his biggest fan, but I do think that he's probably a bit more experienced, a bit higher standard than Western Supermare. But yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the, the fact he wanted to stay local because, you know, yeah. he's been, you know, Forest Green, you know, local clubs. He want, If he's based around here, you know, and got a family, I don't know anything about him, but um, 
yeah, maybe he just thinks if he goes there, he might get spotted by the teams. You know, even Taunton might have been mm-hmm. better for him. You know, obviously yeah. they've just got promotion. Um, yeah. Well, we played Taunton in pre-season, of course, and pre-season back this week. They're on day number four. Have you been keeping an eye on social media? Yeah, I have been. Been having a quick look and just seeing what's going on. But yeah, um, I saw in the interview that um, Stuart did saying that they've come back in good, good shape, which is a positive sign, I think. So, yeah. It's amazing seeing how many players there are. It's just that we're never in yeah, this not, position. Not used to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is a, a very good sign. And it sounded like they were excited to be back. I mean, I feel like the season's only just ended. It just, I know. It just feels like it doesn't end, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, certainly doesn't feel like it was too long ago. We were silencing the Ultronham fans when they were obviously giving us a little bit of banter about being Weymouth and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Knowles goes and smashes it in the back of the net, and yeah, there you go. This yeah. will be the last yeah podcast before. Am I right in that the fixtures come out next week? So next yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Who are we thinking? Who are we thinking we're going to have first up? I'd like a York away as it's the summer holidays. Oh, the last time I went to York anywhere. away though was on a Tuesday night, and it rained from start to finish on the open top terrace and it we lost one nil and it was it was great <laughs> so, the football always ruins the days out doesn't it doesn't yeah it? <laughs> I mean what else would you rather do on a Tuesday night I mean, <laughs> yeah you're going to be good I I have to say I think I'd like a home gym just because we've got a new manager and Marcus Stewart being back and welcoming Chris Todd it would be nice to be at home yeah I agree. Who knows? We'll wait and see until next week, no? Yeah, just hurry up. My summer holiday is based on these oval fixtures. (laughs) Everyone else has got their fixtures, haven't they? And it's just like everyone's planning their lives and we can't do that yet. So so frustrating. More news this week. God, there's been quite a lot of news this week. We're doing the the Glovers cast. The kits. We have to talk about the kits. So I can't remember a time where a kit has gone down this well with supporters. Can you? No, I, I love it for one as well. I think it's really, really cool. And I also think that we should give some credit to Sam and the media team because the kit launch I thought was really, really good. I thought it was really impressive. And I think a lot of people have very positive views on the kit launch as well as the kit. So yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, it's very teasing, wasn't it? But I'm um, from Sam, but very, yeah. um, very good. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Just having stripes back, vertical stripes, it's just a, such a simple thing, isn't it? But it's something that supporters have clearly wanted for a long time. And I think, as you say, I mean, the kit launch in a helicopter. I mean, who would have thought Yeovil Town would be doing that? But we should be engaging with the local. Um, Definitely, yeah. Um, it's amazing we haven't, really. And I think it's really good to see Pittards back on the shirt as well. I think that's a really big thing for the like local sort of community. I think it's good to engage with Pittard and Leonardo I think it gives a good sort of community image of as well I think it's safe to say that Josh Johnson's probably going to be our captain from the yeah. uh, starring role that he he played and does that mean Dev so you're gonna have to buy a lot of shirts well luckily you've got the season tickets so the kids get the um get excellent. the free shirt <laughs> excellent excellent and I'm obviously still wearing a couple of seasons old shirts so um I haven't bought one in a couple of seasons, I have to say. I think I got the one where we put that money in and I've got both shirts. I haven't bought one since. So, um, 
yeah, I think this one might have to be different. We've still got the Awake It to come, of course. Yeah. So that will be uh, interesting. And you mentioned it there, Jess. I'm going to leave you two to, to talk about this. But we did have a first interview with new director Stuart Robbins, who I know pretty well. <laughs> um, he had his first interview sort of a month since he was announced as, as the director of the football club alongside owner uh, Scott Priestnell. So I'll open the floor to you guys. What did you think of, of that as a, as a first interview hearing from Stuart? positive refreshing yeah let's 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 go with that and just let's try and put all the bad stuff behind us let's forget you know I know I've been quite vocal on social media about what I think about the owner I think my twitter profile is probably still with me and my sign um but yeah let's just forget about that and um yeah let's just move on and you know what what more can we do they're they're trying you know um Stuart was saying you know he hadn't jumped in with an interview because there's so much to do and I I I get it you know I work with businesses who you know they they can't just make a decision you know there is a lot of money involved in a football club I can imagine um yeah I just listened to it last night I just felt like yeah I just want the season now to start because I think we're already let's just grab it and go for it yeah okay <laughs> yeah I I agree I also think taking aside the fact that we know Stuart like what I know of Stuart I know he's a fan I think taking aside that you know who he is you could just it just came across that he's got so much more of an interest than just a a business partner and um, someone a money man it's and that kind of person you could tell that he has a real distinct love for the club that he really wants to better the club and he wants to see it move forward the only thing I would say I don't want to sort of be really negative I just feel like since the takeover has fallen free I think it would also be good to hear just from Scott Priestnell where where that came from I don't think we can just ignore the fact that that's that's happened and not have some kind of statement but yeah definitely from Stuart I think it's really positive I think he's going to get a lot of fans on board and it's nice to have someone that isn't just a business person someone that actually does love the club and is wanting the club to go in the right direction as well as all the fans so yeah I think it was a really positive message. Yeah I think you're you're absolutely right that communication that's what we've always wanted you know these things do happen takeovers fall through we see it everywhere in in the game it's such a unique situation I mean you don't just follow the derby situation at the moment you just can't believe that football clubs get themselves into these situations but it's just not a normal business it's not a a normal medium-sized small business at all it's it's completely different when you've got fans paying their harder money to go and watch the team so um completely agree and uh yeah I mean he's the reason that I am a Yeovil Town supporter and um hopefully hear a bit more more from him um in the next few weeks um yeah I don't I can't believe that we all want the season to start now it's just crazy but we do need a few more signings I feel and we've got some questions later about it but con this they have a joke don't they the Glovers cast that always gets out of date at some point so maybe we'll have some signings tomorrow contracts sort of come to an end end of June early July and are there any other sort of positions I know we want experienced players but any other positions that we think Chris Hargreaves really needs to focus on um, for me, maybe an experienced centre-back. I just think that's a good foundation for the team. Someone, not necessarily a captain role, if we've got, say, as you say, previously Staunton, but someone 
maybe like Wilkinson, maybe like Lee Collins back in the day, that type of experienced role. Um, yeah, with a good head on their shoulders that can direct the young team. And yeah, just also like as um, Deb said about the discipline, like our discipline's been really bad. It's just someone to keep a cool head, calm those young players down and yeah, just keep the, the team under control really. So true. What about you, Deb? So do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, if Ben Barkley was to come back, I think it would just be fab really because he he was just so calm, cool, you know, kind of throwing Dan Moss as well. You didn't even... When Dan Moss was there, you didn't even notice that he was playing half the time. Um, and that's that's the players that you want, that you don't really notice that it's there too much because they're just getting on. You don't want the ones that are losing the ball. And, you know, I'm not going to name names, but there was quite a few last season which you could have just, you know, well, we did. We just shout at them because they're just, it's annoying. But um, <laughs> that's what we're there for, isn't it? We pay, we pay our money to say a little bit but um yeah yeah and another another yeah another Ben Barkley um I mean even I think in the midfield's kind of all right isn't it I would I'd, I'd love another Lee Johnson um don't we all <laughs> I mean that would be my whole dream come true if Lee Johnson was to be back in the centre midfield I mean I I don't I don't think I'd ever leave the club if he was there again <laughs> <laughs> yeah how good was the legends match it just it yeah. just transported me back to like oh, I, I love 2002 it. did everyone feel so young again I was just like this is amazing I was just stalking the players like they were like full-on like celebrities I was just watching wherever they went and it was like you've got to stop like just stay here <laughs> it was, it was amazing. that's what we've got to do more of though I mean I just absolutely adored that day and you just think if you could have did do it you know outside the season I think that's the only negative that we had a game the next day um if it had been you know outside the season just before the season just at the end of the season um so you know if Kevin Abbey are listening we're definitely on board for another one um definitely definitely Dave Dave Linney on the on the mic nothing against Ian I, I love Ian but yeah Dave Linney watching that and just watching the players all line up in front of you and it was just surreal it just, you know, and we're still on the terrace. We're drinking beer. I mean, that was just amazing. And yeah. so, like, when do you ever get to drink a pint on the terrace? Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was such a great day. Yeah, so Kevin Abbey, please. Yeah, absolutely. Let me drop some back. So with you, so with you. Got to drag him back from Scotland now, of course. Um, That's fine, I'll go and get him. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to take one for the team and drive up there if you want. <laughs> I'll share the drive-in with you, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. And that Gary Johnson in the dugout is just so strange. How many times we faced him now as an opposition manager and to see him in the home dugout was just bizarre. Yeah. It, it was so nice to see everyone back there and see everyone having a good time because I do think the off-field situation yeah, has really, da- really damaged the last season and the, the fans' perspective. And I think it was just so nice to have that really nice feel back at Hewish Park that we have missed for a long time yeah it was really good yeah I totally agree and I and I actually think you know I'm excited I love Darren Sahl I think he did a phenomenal yeah. job um but I'm sure you could sort of tell in his post-match interviews that it was just starting to to great I think and it was just starting to come to that probably natural end felt like a bit of a shock at the time but when you kind of look back at how things progressed because we us guys haven't had a chance to you know chat about this like the guys have um, in the Glovers cast, 
do you think it's going to be a real positive that we've got a whole new backroom staff, a whole new era in the, you know, it's going to be a different challenge for Chris Hargreaves, but one that perhaps it can just start again a little bit because I think we started again, didn't we, when we got relegated from the National League. I now feel like we all come to terms with the fact that we're in the National League. We've never really moaned about it too much because that's the mistake that relegated teams have. Do you feel like this is the start of a new era? Um, I, yeah. I do, as I do personally. Um, I think it's sometimes it's nice to have a complete re regroup, refresh. That like I think the backroom staff that we've had previously that I can't fault them. Like Terry Skivertal for one, I mean, he's Yeovil through and through, isn't he? You can't say a bad word against him, I don't think. I personally think he's put like devoted his life to Yeovil, but, and I'm not by any means saying we should have got rid of him, but I do think sometimes you do need a bit of a updated um, backroom staff. And also with Chris Harvey's coming in, not having any previous experience with Yeovil, he needs his own guys that he's worked with maybe before or, has experience of yeah I do think it's going to be good for the club yeah definitely and I, I I'll be honest I didn't actually have a have a clue who he was to start with um <laughs> and so you know yeah watch BT Sport but um yeah. don't really take much notice of the commentators to be fair um you're just watching the game so yeah we've got to give him a chance and you know I, when Darren Selfest came in everyone was there's a lot of lot of talk about what like it other teams and how he was this and that and the other and you know just we've got to give him a fair shot you know if we don't then we're we're not fans are we so you're so right you forget that because it feels like such a long time ago now but you're going Darren Darren who what's he done before (laughs) what's he ever done and you know it's maybe that's the way to go You, you see sometimes these managers that have managed at a high level struggling in this division yeah it's a totally different style of football as well at this this level isn't it it's totally different experienced players like when we were in like league one the championship the players that we had had played at such a different standard it's to- it's almost a different game isn't it managing in that level compared to like our level now so yeah I think I think he'll do well and as Dev says I think you've got to give him a chance it's only the same as well like when Gary Johnson came back as well people were very quick to criticize the manager straight away but actually, you, you've got to give them a chance and you've got to get behind them because if, if the fans don't get behind them, the players aren't going to perform. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing, having a relationship with the Southwest clubs because I think there's a challenge of, of Yeovil a lot of the time is getting the players to come down this far. It's, you know, a lot of the London clubs have that advantage that they can live where they want to live and be a bit more central. And he's got those contacts at Bristol Rovers. And I think that's going to be really, really crucial, um, particularly those young players that, you know, perhaps aren't getting into the Rovers team. They're now in League One, which I actually think might benefit us um, because they might want to come and join us on a more permanent basis. And I think we've utilised the, the loan market so well that, you know, it would be nice if you get a few permanents out of it as well. Do you not think the... Um excuse of where we are geographically has been an excuse um you know you've got Plymouth you've got Exeter they don't ever seem to kind of struggle mm-hmm. so, well they're talking um you know Plymouth are going great guns unfortunately missed out um obviously Exeter did get promoted and it's I don't know if it's 
an excuse sometimes used. It's a really fine. I mean, Plymouth is far. <laughs> so. yeah. And, you know, well, I'll take Joe Edwards back as well, to be fair. If he's listening, he probably isn't, but, you know. <laughs> Dave's listening, you know. He's you know, got so many Joe Edwards shirts behind me. And, um, yeah, <laughs> back in a heart. We need, we need these old midfielders back, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got a bit of a theme runner that's like a short midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, such a good player for us such a good player for us and yeah you're you're absolutely right I mean look look at Bristol Rovers going straight back up um you know they're not far from us and maybe we do need to stop using that as an excuse and if they love it here if they do well here if they're winning things here they're going to move down here aren't they yeah and I personally think if you're a young player and you're going to get game time you're going to get 90 minutes each week then why would you not like why would you want to go to a bigger club or a London club where you're going to sit on the bench and maybe get 30 minutes each game. I mean, if they've got the potential for game time, I don't really see how it can be an excuse for them to not move here. I mean, at the risk of um, mentioning the W word, um, Dan Moss, you know, going to Leighton Orient, probably a big mistake because he would have been in the side. I don't think that Mark Little would have pushed back into the side if, if Dan Moss had stayed for the rest of the season. And he couldn't get a game at Leighton Orient and he's yeah closer to home but I imagine he would have rather had a full season behind him. Yeah definitely when you're young and when you're just starting out your career a lot of managers will go on game time go on experience not how many times you've sat on the bench and you've come on as a sub it's yeah definitely I think game time's a big thing for youngsters as well because that's where they learn their experience and that's where they learn off the more experienced players that you don't you don't see it the same sat on the bench, even though you're watching the game, it's, it's very different. Yeah, and, and all the players, they, they all seem to gel quite well with like their homes that they have. And I remember like a post like Josh Staunton, I think, put on at Christmas and him, Sonny Lulo Everton and uh, Max Hunt also excited that they'd decorate their Christmas tree and they had the Christmas tree in the house. You know, it's, it's and that's the thing, they, they, these guys end up being their family mm. and I listened to a podcast that Josh Staunton did, I can't remember who it was with, um, you know, and he said they quite often just go off down to the beach. And that's the thing, we are so lucky that we are so close to the beach. You know, 45 minutes, you can be in <clears throat> Weymouth, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or Western or Lyme Regis, or I think he's, I think he mentioned he went to Bournemouth, so it's obviously a little bit further, but probably a nicer beach. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's the thing, you, you need them all to gel when they don't have their families around them and you know look at Josh you know he's he's settling down with his new girlfriend who's from Yeovil um yeah so hopefully he'll be around for many many years to come fingers crossed oh I hope so I think he's I don't know if you agree Jess just unlike a player we've had for years years yeah. and years and and also he's genuinely such a nice guy and um, me and Elliot go to Nuffield gym and we see we make a joke actually because we say all oh, the trio because it was always Josh Thornton, Sonny and Max Evans at uh, Max Evans, Max Hunt and we we'd always be like all oh, the trio reunited in the gym and but, but they always stop to have a chat and that he is just a genuinely genuinely nice guy and actually his new girlfriend or fiance should I say they just got engaged I work with Meg and she, like just cannot speak highly enough of him and I think that's that's a really big thing as well because for a long time we have missed that kind of player that is not only a leader on the pitch but also a leader off the pitch as well and I think 
that's really important someone that can engage with the fans and like even when we just go to the gym just stop and have a chat it's just such a nice a nice thing and actually wants to pay an interest in what you're doing for the club like you're the games you're going to as well as like what he's doing so yeah I think he's I think he's great yeah the engagement with the fans has been brilliant and something we were missing for so many years particularly when we whimpered out of the football league we just you know didn't have that did we and I just think they they seem like a really good bunch supporting all, all the causes and I'm gonna try and weave this in now as we go into my chat with with Lucy but I remember talking to Josh just before we did the the her game to event at, at Yeovil Town and he just couldn't even believe that we were having to do it so why would anyone feel uncomfortable at a football match and realizing that these things need to be done and it's actually really powerful if they wear those t-shirts before and chat to the fans you know before the game it's just makes such a difference to the to the way that you want to go to the matches and the experience of the day not just the game yeah definitely and just like even it goes back to like when I was a kid and going to get like you know the autographs at the, the beginning of the game and things and just having a player there that will come over to the kids and really wants to engage it makes such such a difference and these are the fans like these are the new generation of fans that you want to keep you want to really get them on side when they're a kid so that they want to keep coming back and I'm sure Deb you know firsthand how much how important that is with your kids going but and Staunton I think is just yeah a great advocate for that so yeah really yeah, positive. We, um, a couple of years ago um, my son was a well he was six or seven at the time um was invited by the community trust through school to go and report on the game. Um, that was probably his first proper game. So they did a little report and, um, you know, I said, who's your favorite player? And he was kind of looking around and I think Alex Fisher had scored. So he said, yeah, because <laughs> he scored. Um, and I just happened to put a Twitter post on kind of thanking the community trust because this is when Darren Way was manager and they'd all gone into Darren Way's office and had photos with him. And obviously we weren't allowed in because being, the, you know, just parents. Uh, and I remember putting a post on Twitter that, and I tagged Alex in it and I tagged the community trust. And, and I said, you know, because so, it's friend coming up to his birthday or something, I don't know. And Alex messaged me and said, I'd really like to give your son a, a present. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, he arranged to come round. Um, he came round to the house. He brought a signed wow. pair of boots. He got a birthday card signed by all the players. Yeah, we've still got the boots. They're size nine, same as me. Um, I'm not allowed to try them on. <laughs> but they're white, they're pretty pristine. So we obviously um, give them a good clean. But yeah, you know, he 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 tried. He, he tried engaging very well with with the fans but again it was that era with Darren Way which everyone was turning on him yeah yeah, yeah things were going downhill yeah definitely I mean god what a roller coaster it is to point <laughs> better not get into that those would be a long old old podcast. but I, I have faith that Chris Hargreaves will will in, encourage the players to keep that up because I think that makes such a difference yeah if, if any if any players are listening and uh, they're not doing anything on friday afternoon the first of july um it is the preston primary school fates um come along that <laughs> Sorry, that. Like get that. that in there get that in there <laughs> well the guys say they all listen so fingers crossed fingers crossed um no no it's just 
so much more than the football, isn't it? That's the, the reality of it. And um, yeah, so lovely to chat about all things football. But before we get to our questions, which we have a few and no one knew that it was going to be us answering questions. So it should be really interesting to see how we answer them. I'm just going to introduce the chat I did earlier today with Her Game 2 co-founder Lucy Ford. We spoke about why she thought it was important to, to get that campaign up and running. And we also had a little chat about Bristol Rovers, Chris Hargreaves and uh, the former games against Yeovil Town that she thinks that they got the better of us. So hope you enjoy that chat and we'll be back with questions after that. to have Lucy Ford here the co-founder of Her Game 2 and it seemed only right to have Lucy on in this first ever girls takeover of the Glovers cast so Lucy thank you so much for joining me today oh thank you so much for having me on it's yeah it's a real pleasure and I love the fact that you're going doing a girls takeover so hopefully it'll be the first of many well quite quite so I guess my first question is it seems to have blown up her game too over the past year or so how did it come about I know it was you and your friend Kaz that came up with it and and why did you want to do it yeah so um yeah it was initially Kaz's idea so it was about January of last year so 2021 um and basically obviously we're all in lockdown um so we're all kind of having to watch games on on iFollow um, I always said on Zoom then, but we were not watching games on Zoom. Um, but, and yeah, and I think there was a scoreline of another team. So not Rovers and not a, like a rival team. And I think they lost really heavily. So, you know, you were watching Sky Sports and it just kind of, you know, she just tweet going, oh, this team is losing every week. Like, what's the point of them being in that league? You know, they're losing really heavily. And at the time they were, but it was just an opinion. Like it wasn't, there was no like bad words. It wasn't offensive. It was just her opinion. But for some reason that just, blow up on Twitter like that just tweet and then it just became a pile on of people saying sexist comments such as like get back to the kitchen and you know nothing about football because you're a girl um, and then really personal and derogatory comments about her looks um, and her weight which is just completely unjustified over literally a comment about a football scoreline um, and I know it had a really negative impact on her um, you know she locked down her Twitter account she deleted the app from her phone for several weeks um, and she said, you know, at the time, obviously, we were all in lockdown, so we couldn't attend games in person. But she said she would have felt like she wouldn't want it to go. Um, and this is someone who, like myself, is a season to get older. Um, and then it was about April time. She kind of came to me and she said, you know, do I feel like there's a campaign out there for, for sexism in football? And I thought about it and I was like, well, I'm not really aware of one. I don't I've not really heard of anything before. So she said, well, why don't we do a video kind of highlighting our experiences? So mine's kind of been more when I was like growing up in school. So obviously I would spend like every Saturday going to, you know, Rovers games, home and away, and especially on the coaches with my granddad, um, which I absolutely love. But for some reason, especially when I got into secondary school, like the, the fellow students and teachers kind of had an issue with it. And, you know, why would you spend your weekend doing that? Shouldn't you be doing something else? And I, I just didn't get it because it was just something that I loved. It was, you know, the place that... I felt happiest you know I loved going to watch my football team um and yeah I just didn't understand it and then we got about um so the 12 girls in total um and we just kind of got together in a Twitter group chat and all the girls were like super keen um you know to be a part of it 
um, and then we just decided to, you know, what, you know, what we wanted to call ourselves or call the video. Um, and then, yeah, we tried to go for FA Cup final day because we were starting to see things, especially near that time. I think like Michelle Owen had put out um, something about like um, a DM that she got that was really sexist. Um, Laura Woods and the other people in the, in, you know, in the sports industry have been commenting in that time. So we just decided to build up the night before, um, you know, just so you'll, you know, keep an eye out. Then we just launched it and the response was just beyond anything we could have imagined. I mean, the initial video got a million views in 24 hours and I was just absolutely gobsmacked, to be honest. I just, we did not expect anything from that. And then the last, you know, 13 months or so, I've just been an absolute whirlwind. <laughs> I bet we were talking, weren't we, before we came on yeah. about how busy it has been. And you said you didn't expect the reaction, but I guess it's sort of every fan, everyone in the media that's a woman has a story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. I think even from that very first day, we had people, um, women message us, you know, on our, on our Hair Game 2 account saying, thank you so much for doing that. This is my experience too. And that was why I went, our next step after doing the video um, was to do a survey. Um, so we asked uh, women and girls to take part. So we um, sent them like a link via um, Twitter DM. And we had almost 400 responses, which is really, you know, a really significant number. Um, but then the figures were quite telling. I think over 93% had seen sexist abuse online towards a woman in football. So that doesn't mean like a fan. It means it could be a player, a person in the media, a referee, anything to do with football. Um, and then over 63% had experienced it online themselves. And over fifty-eight percent had experienced it in either a pub or in, um, or in the ground. Um, and you know these were really significant figures. And we actually gave um, people the opportunity in the survey to kind of, you know, if they felt comfortable to, um, to talk about their stories. And some of them were honestly the most harrowing things I think I've ever read. Just, uh, it just made my stomach turn just to read them. And if I had gone through even half of something that's what some of these fans experienced I would never want to walk back in a football ground again it was just it was heartbreaking some of the stories um so this is why we wanted to go to the clubs really say you know you know to have that pledge you know to tackle sexism in football but also to make grounds safe and welcoming fan welcome environments for all fans to attend um and that's been you know that was obviously the next step after the survey and that's been um, really well received by so many clubs I mean I think across the whole football pyramid now I mean it's probably like around a rough estimate but I reckon we're on with other organizations probably on something like 130 probably more partnerships now um, obviously we've got several in the Premier League which is amazing um, but also all the way through the Football League down to you know grassroots levels and you know to us every partnership is so so important because you know obviously it's a slight difference because obviously with the Premier League and the, you know the Football League it's having that reporting system in place it's having somewhere where fans can know that you know they they can um you know report sexism you know if it takes place in the ground but know that it's going to be taken seriously and you know even from partner clubs that we've had you know action has been taken and banning orders have been put in place um from these instances but at the kind of like grassroots level it's more about sharing support and just kind of promoting you know the grassroots female teams on social media um and you know some of these clubs are so lovely and they you know put our logos on the kits and and it, it just makes me feel like you know because the funding's so limited as well 
and grassroots for women's football and girls football you know the fact that they the clubs will take time to do that or means so much yeah absolutely I remember Yeovil doing a her game to uh, match with all the players wearing wearing the shirts and I remember interviewing Josh Staunton who we think is going to be our captain this year and he said I can't even believe that someone would feel like they couldn't attend a football match because you know just because of of their sex and I think it's really important to shine a light on it because I think particularly probably when you and I were younger and you know things were mentioned I, I always remember being asked which player I was I was supporting which player I was with and you don't really think of it at that time because you just kind of battered it off but actually that is unacceptable you're going with your family you're going to watch a football match and it's so important that people know this happens every week and the only way you stamp it out is to, to make it public yeah definitely and I also think when you're um I, I, I feel like especially when you're younger and you're going to games like I remember you know you know you especially when I was younger I was going with my dad a lot um, and his friends um and you know I was the only girl out of like 10 you know 10 of them um and never them, but you know, like when you're, when I think you probably definitely would have had it as well. But you know, when you're going to games or you said, oh, I spent my weekend doing this. And it's like, they want to almost people around you or people like, you know, whether it's in school or social media, they almost want to like test your knowledge and, <laughs> you know, be be like, oh, well, or if you get a question right, or, you know, some you'll have people having like a general conversation about football. And they said, I don't know, like, oh, something like oh who scored for manual on the weekend and you actually just hear I hear it and they're like oh actually it was so and so and then they're like like almost like disgusted because you've answered the question and you've answered the question correctly and then they're like all right then then who scored the goal in the 1912 FA Cup final and it's like well I'm not going to know that without googling but you're not going to know that either right. and it's just like I don't understand why especially in like this in the, in the media women definitely feel like they have to like it's almost like we have to like prove our knowledge all the time. I mean, I know we're both fortunate enough to contribute on Radio Bristol and I, I, I absolutely love, you know, every time I aim to speak to Jeff, I know that I really always want to be super prepared um, and, you know, make my own little notes before I go on air, uh, yeah. not to like read off, but like just to be like almost have everything that, you know, he could potentially could say or know in mind because you don't want to ever feel, you know, when you get those opportunities, you don't ever want to feel like, you know, if you say the wrong thing or, you know, mm -hmm. that someone's going to say, oh, like, oh, it's because she's a girl or something like that. You never, never want to feel that way. So, uh, yeah, and I definitely think it is, it is really hard at times, you know, being a football fan and, you know, and, and like you said, especially when you're younger, like those comments like, oh, well, which player do you fancy? Or, oh, you're only going because, oh, a comment I used to get is, oh, you're only going, going to get attention off a boy. So I'm like, I'm not really going to be going to Hartlepool away on a coach for about seven hours. <laughs> no one does that off of fun. <laughs> no one does that off of fun. And trust me, we lost 4-0 that day. It was not a fun experience. Oh, it's so, so true what you, say, what you say about the standards. I mean, I, um, I know that you mentioned Michelle Owen there. And she was on Soccer Saturday. And if you remember Chris Kamara and his, I don't know, didn't see it, is viral. And everyone finds it hilarious. Whereas if a woman gets something wrong like that, I think she had a moment where she said, I've, I've had a Chris Kamara here. I couldn't see. There's a big bollard in the way. And we both know that sometimes the views aren't great when you go to football matches. But the standards, you just have to be completely perfect. Yeah, you have to, you have to be like 
on top of your game and even more because you know any little thing like someone could come down so hard on you and that that you know that's that's not right at all and you know people are human they are going to make mistakes or you know we're all entitled to our opinions and everyone's entitled to disagree with each other as well and that's that's healthy you know uh you know I I mean I I know for example when you know not last season but the season four I was like oh I think we'll do all right I think we'll get them out about mid-table and we finished rock bottom of the league and we were absolutely awful <laughs> but you know I'm also not a mind reader I'm not going to know what's going to happen um but and that's the thing it's like well you know sometimes you know things work out you, you just don't know I think especially in the football season like you've got nine months of the year like so many things can happen you just don't you can't rely on yeah I'm guessing you wouldn't have predicted that you were going to win seven nil on the last game of the season uh, no and I definitely didn't pro- predict that at half time I mean we were <laughs> I was actually in the bar at half time um and I heard someone behind me say oh you know Bar Bar have got a goal back I said oh well we need five goals. Um, and me and Kaz were just laughing, going, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. We were literally planning, oh, are we going to go to Swindon for the playoffs? Are we going to go to Port Vale? Is it going to be someone else? And no one, no one sure. Well, I know people did put bets on and, you know, braver than me. But no no one could have, um, like, imagined that was going to happen. That was still, I still don't think I'll ever get over that day. I just remember being a... Uh... Our last home game, our last game of the season on the radio, thinking no one cares what's going on here at Hewish Park because something <laughs> crazy is going on at Bristol Rovers. So. <laughs> Mad. And um, on a separate note, the last sort of few days, I've seen some tweets from her game two with this on the ball campaign, which I think is really amazing. It's football clubs who are in the women's toilets putting free sanitary products um, with little signs that say, "We don't believe that you should." have to pay for this this is such an amazing campaign and I, I saw Brentford get involved and, and other clubs is is that a campaign that you're um, taking forward for the new season so uh, I think on the ball was set up before us and they were the ones I think it was actually set up by um three or four Celtic fans and they were the ones to really drive it forward initially um about having these sanitary products in in the thing but one of our things now with our program two partnerships is to have um, you know, if they, if they are, are available to have those in the in the toilets. So almost like they're, they're obviously have done it. They're the initial ones to do it, but just kind of um, continue that message, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I know that uh, Brentford have done it. Um, Cardiff City have done it. Um, and um, I know that Exeter City have done it as well. Um, and that's, you know, that's really, really important um, because, you know, you know, being female, like especially, especially I think as a younger female as well I you know you when especially when you go into games and you know some of the toilets you I, I know that I've been in have been oh, yeah yeah and 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 it, and it is sometimes and and you know you know you see the, the men's queues are always so busy and then there isn't that many women's toilets as well and you go mm. in there and you know and sometimes you feel like oh no but yeah and it's it's also it's just a way of even though it's a small thing for like a woman or a girl to see that you know it kind of kind of makes them feel relaxed if that they ever needed it you know for any any reason at all yeah absolutely I, I mean I remember some games I went to the students I asked where the women's toilets and they didn't know I mean that tells you everything that you need to know about some of these clubs just you know long way to go I think I think we're getting in the right direction um, and a lot of national league clubs and football league clubs are, are getting on board but we still have work to do don't we yeah definitely well lastly I think we should talk some some proper football um 
it's coming around quick isn't it they're back in pre pre-season it's like we hadn't had a break <laughs> I know I know I mean I just looked on, on my laptop it's the 30th of June today and our season actually starts on the 30th of July which oh. is very exciting also mind-blowing as well it, it literally 7th of May literally feels like yesterday yeah um, just unbelievable well obviously good luck to Bristol Rovers as we've alluded to you're a big Bristol Rovers fan and there's a big connection now between Yeovil Town and Bristol Rovers Chris Hargreaves is the Oval Town manager. I, I know when he was appointed, you tweeted sort of a good luck message. He seems to be really well thought of as not only assistant manager and, and he was also academy manager, wasn't he? What can you tell us about him? Yeah, I mean, the work that Chris did in the academy was really good. I mean, the last kind of couple of years, we've had some really real talents come through the academy. Um, obviously, Alfred Kilgore was, I think, a little bit before um, Chris came in. But obviously, last year, we had the breakthrough of Luca Hall. Um, and then, you know, he even signed a new contract in January and he and from then he flourished even more um you know we've got we've had a couple of young players kind of in the FA Cup rounds as well making their debut from the bench um and sometimes when we had COVID or injury issues with a couple of young ones as well in in you know getting chances um and I think you know I think to have a pathway especially in football is so important and I know we've had last year we had a real really nice, nice balance of younger players but also experienced obviously we did have some in on loan but you know the academy players especially with what happened last season and the way you get promoted you know that you want to be a part of it um and yeah and but I'm you know I'm really really pleased to see that Chris has got um a job I think for me personally I always see Yeovil Town as a, a really friendly club I always loved going um especially when we, when we used to beat you. But, um, <laughs> I, because, yeah, it, I mean, it's a, a place that I think it's like one of my first away games a long, long time ago now. But all, it's a ground that I always felt really friendly. And obviously, you know, we would love, I think I would love to see back in the football league. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll be keeping like a watchful eye. Um, and like we are saying before, you know, Marcus Stewart is now part of the team. Um, and I'm very ha happened to meet him recently before, after a playoff final um, on Huddersfield Town and happened to chat to him about, you know, I, I was a Rovers fan um, and his face was just lit up. And yeah, he's just, and it's someone who's across both clubs, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the young players, obviously that may be released or couldn't get in to our squad kind of coming, coming down to Yeovil and helping you out. And I, I don't see any problem with that. I think it's good to have a nice little connection there between the two clubs. Yeah, absolutely. We've, of course, signed Ollie Holbert, who was released this season. So he'll be interesting to see how he does. I'm sure there'll be some others. And I was definitely going to say to you about Marcus Stewart, there's not many that can cross that Bristol border and still be a fan favourite. So he's done well there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he was also assistant um, when we got promoted back into the um, the Football League. He was part of Daryl Clark's management. So, you know, he, he's, he's a fan favourite for sure. Amazing. Well, Lise, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to have a chat to us on, on the Glover's cast. And, and I think I speak for everyone as a huge good luck with the Her Game 2 movement. I just think it's amazing. I've got my hoodie upstairs that I wear to a number of games. So um, I'm sure it's going to go from, from strength to strength. So thank you. Oh, and good luck to Rovers. So and uh, yeah, and good luck to you all as well. Thank you to Lucy for taking the time out of her busy schedule. She has a full-time job and doing her game too. And it was just really interesting to find out 
all about that and it just felt right to have her on um, for the girls takeover of the Glovers cast. Now Jess, Debs and I are going to answer some questions and I know you guys didn't know that it was going to be us that were answering them but we've got some interesting ones here. So Mark Loveridge is talking about the price of the shirt and there's some naughty words in here but we're not going to use them because you know, especially as Debs is on it. <laughs> we can't be having all these naughty words so a new shirt is is 50 pounds and the other shirts are a lot cheaper I mean I think that's actually a really interesting point about football shirts I know with the women's euros coming up there was a lot about the price of those shirts to support the girls you know women's football is completely on the rise it's amazing but you know 50 pound for a new shirt and they change them every year it, it is a lot isn't it yeah, very expensive, especially if you, like me, would want to maybe kit the whole family out. Um, or, well, luckily, with the season tickets for the kids, I'm not sure I would fit into a junior size. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I've, the shirt I'm wearing at the minute, actually, um, was a birthday present when I turned 40 um, a couple of years ago. Um, and before then, I only ever got the shirts when they went on sale at the end of the season. So I've never been fashionable um, with the current season. And probably because of that reason, because, you know, once you're paying out to go, you, the kids want a, a pie, a sausage roll, yeah. a drink. I mean, this is kind of going down a little bit for a different question, but everything just gets quite expensive that yeah. you need to make it affordable and yeah 50 quid for a shirt not great really yeah I I do agree like when I was a kid I always wanted the the newest shirt I mean I know as you say Debs that they've got the season ticket incentive where you do get one but if a kid wants one when you don't have a season ticket I think yeah it is it is a lot of money and it yeah as like football it in general is expensive and I I know a lot of people argue oh it's not as expensive as a Man United shirt or a Liverpool shirt but I mean it is, it is still regardless of what level football you're supporting 50 pound to, to a lot of people especially when with the prices of, of the cost of living at the moment 50 pound is a lot of money and yeah I do think I do think for a lot of families that would be quite a struggle to afford that. And I, and I think it's certainly not a Yeovil thing, is it? It's a generic football thing. Yeah. You know, it's, um, they've got to make their money out of it. You know, it's quite a lot to produce, I imagine. And yeah. I always remember wanting to get the numbers and the, and the yeah. letters on the back of the shirt. And you know, it's like, that's an extra however much. Because mm. um, I had Stuart 10 on there, Marcus Stewart. Um, and so it all does add up in the end. And I guess, I, I do love the season ticket thing with the, um young ones I think I'm um, getting a shirt yeah really good incentive because I think that's no great brainer. Yeah. no brainer I would say yeah I think that's such a good way of getting kids in as well as a as an incentive because um, as I said previously they are the next generation of fans these are the people that we want to be targeting when they're young yeah because like me like like all, well all of you like once you start young you well, you're in it for life, I think, unfortunately. Like absolutely. There's no way yeah. there's no getting out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a, a bigger incentive on adult season tickets versus you know, with a shirt, you know, some kind of discount, even if it's maybe half price or maybe 30 quid. You know, I've I mean I've just paid out seven hundred or quid for the four of us to have season tickets. You know, it's it's not cheap, yeah. but obviously it's 
going to be cheaper than the 50 quid a week we had been paying for every home game um but yeah it's yeah let, let's see I mean I'm, I'm assuming that they're not going to bring out any incentives for having a season ticket but uh, let's hope and whoever's listening if you've got the powers then uh, yeah please do as I'm a proper fully fledged season ticket the first time in absolute years so that's amazing well that's good news that is good news and I think they do do a 10% discount don't they in the shop but whether I assume that's still going on and yeah five of those but yeah it's still, <laughs> still a, a lot of money and uh, hard to say no to for sure um yeah so interesting one um Gareth Aspinall asks thought on the ma- thoughts on the management team and players what else do we need to be competitive and how do we ensure we upset Wrexham's promotion season <laughs> I mean, we've kind of touched on the players, haven't we? And um, what we think we need, I think sort of bolstering our strike force is important. And although we've probably got an 11, um, definitely need need some depth. And interesting to hear your thoughts on, on Rex and they're going to be under pressure next season. I think the fact that we, we beat them twice last season should, um, you know, we can't do any more to them if we just do the same as what we've done this season it's everyone else isn't it that's got to help us do the favor against them but um yes yeah, it might not be Rex and they next season you know just because it was them up there this season last season it might not be them it could be someone else let's just hope it's not the uh, w word but um the other w word obviously um <laughs> or any w's um, not even we both were talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know, it, it literally could be we, we just don't know. We really don't know. You know, look at Talkie a few seasons ago, was it last season? I can't remember. Um, you know, they were top and they messed it up. You just don't you just don't know until you're kind of Christmas time. There's no point kind of to you know worrying too much. And I also think with with money is money's not everything I mean don't get me wrong like you do need a lot of money to have a good football team but as if the players don't they play together then what, what's the point in spending that money on them really so I think it's yeah every season's different and as you say it could be someone completely like a complete dark horse that we don't think is gonna do well just absolutely pulls it out of the bag and and does perform yeah you can't I don't think Wrexham are one to I don't think you should be worried at this stage. I mean, you've got to give it a few games, haven't you, and see how they are are going. But yeah, I don't think money is everything. Should we get the cliches in that we just got to focus on ourselves? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why, why are we worried about everyone else this season? That, I mean, One, it could be us. Could be us. It could be us. And and you know, thoughts on the management team and players. I mean, we know the players. A lot of them. You know, we've got a couple of strikers. We don't know, obviously, Ollie and and. Malaki, which I'm looking forward to seeing in, in pre-season, but we know what the player's about. And I, I'm expecting them all to sort of raise their level slightly after a season of men's football. But what I am excited about, I don't know if you agree, having a proper coaching team, you know, poor, poor Darren, when he had Terry, which was, you know, great, but then he had to bring Charlie in, then Charlie had to bring in Jody. It was really kind of slapdash, whereas this feels like we've got a proper coaching team, really professional setup. Yeah, and I think it, it, it all starts from there, doesn't it? With the, if they're having a good coaching setup, it's obviously that's the, the basis of football, isn't it? You need to be coached to be able to play football. So I think having a professional setup and, and also having Marcus Stewart that's been at the club knows the way it works um, and has also worked with Chris Hargreaves before. I think that's really beneficial. But And also 
being a fan's favourite, I think people will get behind Marcus Stewart and like to see what, what he can do with the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think we, and obviously we, we missed out Josh at the end, just the, the, the one game. Uh, oh. no, that, it's not a hundred percent record. Um, <laughs> but I think we, that's probably where we've struggled, isn't it? Where we've not had that, you know, consistency for a long time. You know, you get rid of a manager, you stick Terry in, someone else comes in, we get rid of them, we stick Terry back in. So, you know, to have three of them, um, I don't mean I don't I don't know where the money's coming from. Let's not worry about that. It's not for us to worry about. But you know, to have a a proper team at the foot of the you know the let's call it a pyramid. So you know that they then to work with all the players to you know help them. And they've all they've all come from different places, but they're all the southwest kind of area, isn't it? So that should only help with getting the players new players in, new blood in, which is what we need. Too. Yeah, I really liked what they said about had sort of one of them for each area, defensive, midfield, and strikers. You know, it's just so simple. But yeah, I mean, striker to learn from Michael Marcus Schur, I think that's a, uh, you know, pretty impressive. And I'm um, I'm excited to see him back at the the club because, you know, there's there's focusing on club legends that I also don't think is always a good idea because, you know, we've had you know, some negative experiences. And sometimes, as we said earlier, you need to move on. But Marcus has been there, done it, also loves the club, also been a legend at the club. It's just like a perfect combination, I think. Yeah, and I also think that when he was at the club, he was really highly respected as a player. It's not like he's been a, a previous manager or coach for us. He's coming in as a completely different position now. So I think that's that's really good for to have him as a player and a coach rather than sort of coming back, as you say, like negative we have had negative experiences, but I think, yeah, from my thoughts at the moment, I think it's going to be a positive thing. Yeah, well, Mark Spalding says, will the 1st of July bring a plethora of new signing announcements or are we waiting on what's left again? I think it's slightly harsh, actually, because, you know, we've got a base um, and players do take their time to think about what they, they want to do, particularly the loan market. Um, and you know they do wait until the like the last minute so they can get the most money and their agents can do their jobs and I'm not sure tomorrow we're going to see a load of signings but I imagine that Chris is having a lot of conversations. Yeah, I, I think there'll certainly be a few over maybe the next yeah. couple of days. Um, you know they're day four back in training already, so yeah. they you know our first. Uh, pre-season friendly is it the Taunton game on the 12th of July so we're not actually talking you know we're talking 12 days um, so they need to get someone else in pretty pronto I'd like to think we're not going to leave um, leave it to the last minute and just get whatever's left I'd like to say I think Chris knows who he wants and I imagine a lot of them are probably just waiting until they've their contracts have expired before they. But there's you know, there's been a lot of talk. There's been daily tweets. You know, we sign another player. Like, no, we're no, not yet, not today, because the ones that. That, yeah, they're still they're still under contract. You know, come on, it's it's a, it's business at the end of the day. I also think you've got to see the positive side that we've actually managed to retain a lot of players that we maybe didn't think that we we would I think sort of Tom Knowles Charlie Wakefield sort of like that sort of signing is is amazing because 
if you'd said at the end of last season, we potentially could have lost them. And I think you've got to remember, yes, like I see that there is a lot on social media asking about signings, but you have also got to appreciate that we have we've retained a lot of players that we we could have potentially lost. So yeah, I think I think we're in a better position than we we have been a few, for a few seasons. And I think we've got a really good foundation to our team. It's just sort of adding those few key players and maybe a goalkeeper, maybe defender, like just into the squad. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We're in, and I guess that's the thing is that maybe we have low expectations because of how little we've had over the past few seasons. And that first season, Darren Saul, I mean, poor old Matt Worthington was just there, wasn't he? And just had to, he had to create a team from nothing and he did brilliantly, but it's not optimal at all. Um, and, you know, everything that he adds now needs to add value. Um, it's all very well sort of signing a load of players, but, you know, they need to be good. And yeah, you're right. We'll get the, we, we also love the trialist game, don't we? When we go to friendlies, who's that? What, so that's <laughs> part of the fun of pre-season. Trialist A, B and C. Big night for the trialist family. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and what I think we maybe need to worry about is a lot of things that we've retained have only signed one year deals. Yeah, true. We're just going to be in the same situation next season. I mean, I think Josh was two years, wasn't he? I think he's yeah. only one. Is it, is the new guy at Linton? Is yeah, which I was yeah. quite surprised about at 21 years old, but great. I just, and I, you know, I, I'm a big Matt Worthington fan. Um, and I, I, again, you know, another guy that's, I'd like to think he's settled here in Yeovil. You know, he, he lives here. Um, his family are close by. I guess they're probably Bournemouth. I don't know. I'm assuming. Um but I just think we almost need to try and get something a little bit longer term from these core players, you know, and I, and some of these new ones will end up being the, the core players alongside them, but just the ones that we've got, just, yeah, try and nab them down a little bit earlier next season. Well, because that's the thing, isn't it? They become assets then. Um, you maybe a few months in if they're doing really well you sort of tie them down and you actually get some money for them because let's be fair we can't always manage to keep them because they're going to get offers from a higher level and you never really want to stop a player doing that but it's got to be right for the club too hasn't it yeah definitely and you, that's it you, you don't want to say no you've got to stay at Yeovil just because we want them there <laughs> because you know if they're offered to go and play for I don't know Bristol Rovers, you know, would you? I'm just, you know, joining it now. If we're getting a lot of their players, why don't they want ours? You know, <laughs> well, you, didn't the w word. you didn't say the W word, so you're fine. <laughs> Who? Wait, <Well, you laughs> no. I'm not mentioning that other word. <laughs> but roll on the end of January because that's when we normally play the W word away. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, no, so that's, you know, that's a challenge, isn't it, for the new management to show a vision and get them tied down because I'm, I'm not surprised sort of Charlie Wakefield's just signed a year because I think we were lucky to get him for that um, but if he's going to continue in the vein form that he's in I'd like to get some money for him yeah definitely so, interesting stuff so we've got one more question and then we've got a 
request from the boys for our meal deals. So I'll leave that one with you for uh, all the judgment on the meal deals. But lastly, Stuart Barnes says, Chris Hargreaves talked about getting some more experienced players. We've spoken about that as well. Do you think Brett Pittman would be any good localish to the area? Now we've all done a bit of Googling, haven't we? I remember Brett Pittman from all the BBC Bristol commentaries, um, but I've noticed he spent some time on loan at Eastleigh. I mean, I thought from the amount he was being mentioned, that he was far and above one of Bristol Rovers' best players, but I guess he is getting to that age, I think he's 34, um, that perhaps he he may be looking to, to drop down a level, but, you know, hard, hard to know when you haven't sort of seen them seen them play, but I guess that's the type of player, the age of player that, that maybe we need. Yeah, yeah he, he hadn't played a lot when I did my little Google search, um, but again, he had no bookings in his eight appearances um yes yeah, sign on mate um, <laughs> um he's gonna be released isn't he from wherever he is tomorrow or today um or yesterday whenever you listen i guess um so yeah if we can get somebody for free without you know paying some money then yeah why not let's give him a chance you know there's nothing wrong with a dirty something you know as I write too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a 40 something, but I don't play football. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you've got to give them a chance because we have had older players. And I look at the, um, is it Kevin Ellison? Yeah. You know, uh, he's yeah. still going and he's like, is he? He's hit 40, isn't he? Yeah. Is he like 41? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so just, yeah, give him, give him a chance. It's not all about, it's, it's not young, young man's game, is it? Young person's yeah. game. Sorry. It's, um, it's it's a game fall if you've still got some fuel in the tank then yeah crack on and i also think players like that are really beneficial even just on the bench that could come on and actually change the game it's not always about playing like the young like 21 year old that can run around for 90 minutes and not even be tired sometimes it's if the game's not going in the direction that you want it to or you've had a sending off or you've had some injury or some reason that it's not going as you need it to it's having that experience like that good player that can come on they're maybe not the fittest player that you've got but they can change the game switch it up and potentially even score a couple goals and just be that impact player I also think at that kind of age if they've had a lot of experience they can adjust their game I mean I'm thinking Jimmy Smith how yeah. he completely transformed himself you know when he was getting a bit older into that defensive midfielder and he was better than any of the defensive midfielders we we'd had that season so they can adjust their games a lot better yeah. than sort of younger players can so I just think it would I'd be really pleased if we signed someone of, of that ilk yeah uh, to, to help as well to help the young lads because you know we are we are still a very young squad aren't we um although I say we're a young squad we've got a lot of games behind us now a lot of them have made a lot of appearances so that's why I think they're gonna have to make a sort of step up this season but you do need that leadership on the pitch you do. And I've played football from a very young age and um, played for a couple of different teams. And I played from when I was sort of 12, 13 years old and very inexperienced to when I was an adult. And actually from, I know it's a bit different than playing professional football. I'm not going to make out like I'm playing <laughs> for England. But when you do have that experienced player, you do, you do follow their lead. You do follow their game and sometimes you just need a bit of reassurance from them as well maybe if you're you're not having a great game and they just say oh oh well done no you're doing all right or you, know, you just give you it's just that 
it's just they know how to address the players they know how to address the game and it is it's just I think it's vital in any team to have a bit of experience I don't know about you Debs I'm saying sign her up <laughs> I'm I'm all for I'm all for women playing football. Um, my daughter plays football and she has done for four years. So yeah, and she's only fourteen now. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Yes, definitely, Jess. I'm going so excited for the women's Euros. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we're off to watch uh, England versus Northern Ireland. I think oh, it is down at Southampton. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Get tickets. So yeah. It's so great. It'll be so great. Um, that's why football feels like it never ends because it doesn't ever end. <laughs> There's always something. There is always something. But just before we wrap up, then um, we've got to discuss our meal deals because this is a tradition on the Glovers cast, and this is where we all get judged. So I'm going to go to Mrs. Watts first. <laughs> What's your um, meal deal of choice? I go for a southern fried chicken wrap. I go for paprika max and a vanilla coke strong that is strong really strong in my <laughs> opinion anyway <laughs> I mean I think it's the best that you can but obviously I'm gonna be biased so <laughs> <laughs> Deb, what about you uh, I'm probably a little bit boring I'm a cheese and ham sub a salt and vinegar walkers and a pepsi max and if I'm feeling really um excitable maybe I might get a cherry pepsi max you know <laughs> <laughs> wild um, times wild it's dangerous times. it's dangerous having a little tesco express so close to where you live because you just go oh i can't be bothered to make lunch oh well I'll just pop to tesco's three well, quid you know club card price <laughs> i am terrible for it i just think i'm gonna make my lunch and i do for like two days of the week and then i just don't bother um i am very much a blt girl with the mccoy salt and vinegar crisps and a cherry coke love the cherry cake um that's mine and I, I know everyone goes on about the smoothies but it's not for me you know no. they, they may be value for money but you know we need a we need a coke or a pepsi in there yeah i'm not feeling health when i'm going for a meal do either i'm not having them fruit bags or anything like that or a smoothie i'm having what i want and to be honest you've got to have a fizzy because they cost like one pound forty just for a yeah. normal little bottle of so true your coke so yeah you've got to get it within the mill deal <laughs> absolutely well we'll have to see what they think of uh, of our meal deal choices Debs, jess what a pleasure it's been amazing just to chat football um i'm now really excited really want the season to to start and uh I'm not long to wait really just over a month i'm very excited for the for the fixtures but got to say thank you to ian dave and ben for letting us do a girls takeover of the Glovers cast hopefully we'll be able to come back and and do it again and you know we've got to say to them 177 episodes is some going and to keep doing it as well throughout the, the closed season um there's been weeks where there's not been a lot happening i think we've been pretty lucky with the news this week but um you know the way they keep it going and all that they do for the club is just brilliant so yeah I think they do I think they do an absolutely great job and I also think that their news articles and things that they post on Twitter are like spot on they're straight on it there and since obviously it was so sad what happened to Badger and losing him it was a massive massive loss to the club and yeah I just wanted to say that I think they do an amazing job and yeah they're always the first I go to on Twitter if I need to know any news (laughs) absolutely absolutely turn your your notifications on yeah (laughs) 
Comcast, Comcast, Comcast. Oh, I've only been a regular listener since October. I don't know kind of where they were beforehand. Obviously not on my radar. Um, but I used to just listen, and I I think I'd posted this as well and said I I love it because you listen along and you just find yourself nodding along to mm. what they're saying, you know, yeah. in in agreement. And you almost want to be replying, which is obviously why they need to do a live at some point. <laughs> and, and <laughs> audience participation um yeah and it's just you know they just talk and it's just it's so relevant to the way that you feel you know I love the stats the random stats that Ben comes up with yeah. he is way more prep than I do and I'm a main commentator it's wild to me like he's got all these notes and I'm like oh, I feel like I've not done any prep at all but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just they. Yeah, they're just they. Yeah, they're just uh, they're almost like um, you know, they're little celebrities in their own right now, aren't they? Absolutely. No, yeah. they a great job, and um, yeah, and and I have to you know put it out there. It was their idea for us to come and do this. So, um, oh, really happy. Guys. Yeah, it's, and it's really it's really nice that they. I think they're such so supportive of every everything, aren't they? Like how game two, everything in that respect, they are so supportive and. They're always the first to post it on their Twitter, on their Facebook. Yeah, they're really, they're really great guys. Yeah, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. And uh, just goes to show what a unique club Yeovil Town is. So Yeah, definitely. And thank Absolutely. you guys for agreeing to join. We loved it. Loved it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll wait for a signing tomorrow because of course it'll be out of date. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's been fab. And uh, looking forward to the first friendly and um and the new season so thank you guys and thank you everyone for listening and i'm sure normal service will be resumed next next week but thanks again and with a quick turn skipper alex dot slams it in there's lindergaard making forest back pedal davis looking to help it into the path of morris expanding via the deflection it's aaron davis he could win it he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 